Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Liberty B-Side Podcast. I'm Steve King. Alongside me is Matt Luloyan. Matt, welcome to the B-Side Podcast. Great to be here, Steve. Um, I don't know what episode this makes for us this year, but it's been, it's been you know, many. I, I, <laughs> I have I, no idea. I found myself wondering, have we hit 100 episodes total in the history of the B-Side sure. Podcast? I'd say yes. Yeah, you think so? Why not? Over the course of a couple of years. Well, when did, when did you, we start it, you and John started this podcast, yeah, I, but it wasn't 2020, wasn't it? Well, it was 2020. It was fall 2020. So we've, we've been through a whole calendar year. But we've taken some break. I, I'd be curious what it is. We're around 100. Is we're around 100 episodes. We should maybe do a little like, hey, congratulations on 100. We're on our way to 10,000. <laughs> who's, who's congratulating us on 100? Is that? We are. We're, we're congratulating self, ourselves. Self-congratulated. <laughs> but you, I mean, you do know we're, we're making our way up to, to 10,000. Yeah? That's that's the goal, right? I mean, we... 10,000 episodes? Yeah. Yeah. It, we sing about it sometimes at church. St- strength for today, bright hope for tomorrow. tomorrow yeah, blessings all mine with ten thousand uh, B sides. Oh my god! <laughs> Somebody come to church right now. Find me. Help me. <laughs> Listen, Matt. How long? Listen, I we sang that song. Last week, not okay, this week, okay. not yesterday. That's right. You sang that song last week. Oh my week, gosh! And you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. It kind of ruins the it like my friendship. I, Is that what well, happened? My friendship okay. too. But, <laughs> but I, but for whatever reason, the way we, the, like the way the lyric just kind of came into my ear that day, I was like, it hit you. It hit me. I was like ten thousand B, like ten thousand besides, but like B sides. I was like, oh wow. So listen, last week, um, and it's, I was, it's the day after Father's Day. I feel like I was entitled to one well, one, one bad was, joke. I was around. <laughs> I was around my kids and your kids at the same time yeah. for a stretch last week, and I was just I was just rolling through a number of dad jokes. Yeah, that I've you been were indulging yourself. Yeah, I found I found a dad joke outlet recently, mm-hmm. and I think they're very funny. <laughs> and so I started telling them to some of our kids, and they're like they're just they're just rolling their eyes at me. But I mean the the, the culmination, all the I put all my dad jokes together. Yeah, that Matt, that may have taken. That may be the worst. That'd be the prize winner. I I feel like I've people have hung up. Dad. They've hung up the podcast. <laughs> We're not talking to anybody right now. No one's listening. <laughs> the lines are dead. Yeah, I hope we hit a hundred because <laughs> we won't hit two. We won't hit two hundred. So I hope we hit our hundred already. That's true. I, yeah. I I ruined any chance of us getting there. <laughs> I don't know the number. If if somebody would like to count that, go ahead and look up and is. count. I think it. on SoundCloud you can actually see. I think it is counted. Uh, the number of episodes. Yeah, you can put it. Okay. Yeah, but I haven't done it in a while. So we podcasters always count their episodes. So yeah. it's like this is episode nine hundred fifty-eight, right? Yeah. And I, I guess that's a good thing to do when you're at nine hundred fifty-eight. When you're when you're just starting, <laughs> it's kind of a presumptuous thing to do, right? It it's is. like this is ep- this episode. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll see if you even we'll get see to how ten, far. Right? Like, how is anybody listening? Yes. But I guess in hindsight, it's always a good thing to have started doing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's and it's out there. We'll just have it. We'll we, check. We'll we check. We'll circle we'll back. Check. All right. Fair enough. Um, the goodness of God. Yes. The series. We're continuing it. Yes. Um, here's some news. We have no questions in, and yes. the person who preached yesterday isn't even on the podcast. We're gonna we're gonna do a great job diving into this. Thing. I am gonna tell all my dad jokes. Perfect. No. <laughs> Um, I thought Scott, so Scott Zeller was with yes. us yesterday. Scott is uh, a missionary. He and Angela, his wife, they've got four kids, uh, missionaries we've supported 
in the Middle East for a number of years. Um, Scott also has leadership roles with the Acts 29 Network and Redeemer City to City, two groups that we interact with. And um, so it's just been a great long-term friendship with Scott and partnership with them and the work that they do there. Uh, is fantastic. And even he got to share aspects of that in his sermon yesterday too, uh, as it relates to the goodness of God. So Scott was yesterday, we asked him if he would preach about uh, the interaction between God's goodness and ours. So we've talked a lot in this series so far about the goodness of God and how we see that and how we learn to trust that. Um, this one was more focused on, okay, now how do we respond to it? How do, how, what is our response and what does goodness in our life look like? Because God is good. Mm-hmm. And so Scott uh, was was jumping into, I mean, start really a, a couple of verses, but then pulled in some other texts as well uh, from Galatians 6, 9, and 10 uh, about the, the call that Paul makes there to do good, mm-hmm. uh, to not grow weary in doing good and trusting that we'll reap a harvest if we not give up. So that was a, I thought that was even a powerful bookend to his sermon talking about the work that had been done before it was the UAE. Uh, it was called the Trucial States, right? And there was a couple of missionary families that went there, started a medical mission, and even that the the current president of the UAE was born there during that time is now the one that gives them permission to meet as a Christian church um, and worship, which is really cool. And you it's see great. that yeah. long term kind it's of view of like don't 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 grow weary in doing good. There is a harvest, and part of part of God's goodness is is that that's a a reality that, mm-hmm. that, that, that nothing that we do, none of our labor in the Lord, first Corinthians 15 is in vain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that God is using it for good, even if we don't see the results of it. So I thought even just bringing in his own context and, and story of his work that he's doing there. Um, and the history of it was, a was a real encouraging yeah. part of that. Yeah. I found it very interesting. Yeah. Nice little history. Yeah. It's good. Well, let's jump in yeah. to the content, to the sermon. Yep. You have the points in front of you, Mm -hmm. two from yesterday. Maybe roll through those again. Let's dive into some of this, our reflections on it. Yeah. So um, Scott spent the bulk of his time talking about the call to action where Paul says, let us do good um, and let us not grow. We were in doing good. Um, Got into some practical stuff of what that looks like, which I think would be good fodder for Mm -hmm. Bible study group conversations this week. Uh, And then at the end, a shorter point, but just the caution with an encouragement, which is the, the caution being don't grow weary. In other words, the caution like built into that saying, if you actually do this, if you actually try to respond to God's goodness by pursuing the good we're called to do, you will grow weary. Like you, you know, honestly, if you actually give yourself to this and Steve, you and I could both speak to this ourselves in our own lives, Mm -hmm. as I know Scott and Angela could and many people in our church could. Maybe all of us in our church could, but you will grow weary if you devote yourself to doing good works. Mm -hmm. Um, So the caution is be, be ready for weariness to come. Uh, the encouragement is don't give up because you will reap. Uh, there will be a harvest that you reap if you if you persist, if, yep. you, if you endure, if you keep going, if you keep uh, doing those good things, even in those moments that you're not seeing results. Yeah. So those are the two main points, the uh, the call to action and the caution with an encouragement. Um, yeah, it was good, man. It was good for me. Um, I think I think I particularly appreciated the. Um, the caution with the encouragement because there mm-hmm. definitely can be and have been in my life long seasons of um, man, good intention, hard labor, uh, pouring, pouring out and wondering if it's actually accomplishing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I don't know that I would ever hear that kind of encouragement too much and right. feel like I was here, you know, feel like I was tired of the encouragement. Um, so 
Yeah. Anything in there, Steve? You got to, you got to, to to listen to it a little bit more recently this morning. Yeah, I listened to it this morning. I wasn't in church yesterday physically. Yeah. Um, nor any other way. Uh, but I listened this morning. Um, I guess you could you could have tuned into the live stream. That I could have, been, but I was yeah, driving. You I was driving in the car, the so I ch- I did. I wasn't able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I thought it was a good sermon. I, I, you know, the question that's even coming to mind right now, or, or it's not much a question. You know, that call to action. You know, is a helpful call to action because as Christians, we have. We have to be obedient and doing good. Yeah. And even that, before we get weary of doing good, we actually have to just embrace doing good. Yeah. Um, which is, in some ways, I don't, you know, it's not, in some ways it's countercultural um, in the world when you look through history and see Christians being kind of in the center of a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so God in his, in his mercy and his grace working through his people have has done a lot of good. Yeah. And it's been Christians who have done a lot of good. And so um, that's always a little bit of a starting place. Just I, I heard that this morning. The sermon was just like, yeah, that's right. With, like, do good. That should not be a surprising thing. Yeah. That's the, that's the call to action I think is always helpful for us to just start with. Yep. Before becoming weary, just actually embrace the call to do good. To do good. And may, maybe in a, in a world filled with distraction, yeah. it's easy or could be unconsciously so that we would steer to doing less and less good because we're looking more and more internal. Yeah. We're protecting more and more of our own lives, looking yeah. out for our own interests. Um, and we shouldn't just look out for our own interests, but the interest of others, That's Right. you know, especially those in the household of, household of faith, yep. as Paul writes. Um, and so the call to do good. Yeah. Christians need to do good. And yep. If we're not doing good, that reflects yep. uh, a shortcoming and a weakness or an immaturity. Yeah. Potentially. And I think it's a that's a great point not to assume or skip over because and Scott spoke to this yesterday I thought very well you know if you hear if you hear a pastor if you're like hey you're gonna come to church this morning you're gonna hear a call to do good right some people are like well of course you are that's what pastors do they just tell you what to, it's more of a moral kind of some churches and backgrounds be good. and stuff it's yeah. like be good do be good, good. Yeah. Christians are people who do good more action oriented more deeds oriented. Yep. We're not, you know, most of the people that they call Liberty Church home are not actually primarily oriented that way. They're the other error that, that Scott spoke to at the beginning of the sermon there, where they're saying, where we emphasize, I think rightly, because scripture emphasizes it, we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, mm-hmm. not by our works. We can never do enough good to, to pay back the debt that we would owe to God from, from the salvation of, of Christ on the cross. Um, so we're, we're, we're those who emphasize grace, you know, we're, we're saved by grace. We're, we're sustained and sanctified by grace. It's mm-hmm. grace through and through all the way. Yep. Um, that can, not because we actually believe this to be true, but because it kind of subtly seeps into our mind, it can lead us to really de-emphasize doing good. Mm. It, and both from a, from a missional outreach kind of perspective, we're more word-oriented and we try to share the gospel verbally and see people put their faith and trust in Jesus. Yep. So we, we tend to err more <clears throat> and do more word than deed. Right. Uh, but we also tend to just not be people who hustle hard to do. Like if you think about the, um, at least in recent history, and this is and, and, and in America, I don't want to speak too, too broad brush. But if you think about the types of Christians that are known for action in the world, um, doing major initiatives. And, you know, of course, this brings in all kinds of discussions about social justice and what should how should Christians go about certain things like that. So not that was standing, but um, even the fact that I'm qualifying it shows probably my cards a little bit that says we're the ones that are a little more slow to just run into stuff and try to do things with a lot of action. We're more intentional, 
calculated probably in some ways, uh, reluctant in some ways to, to like get out there, hustle, mm-hmm. do the actual good on the ground for the sake of people benefiting from, from the goodness of God through us. Yeah. And Scott got into this a little bit yesterday. Um, but is, so is that related? I'm hearing you say that. Is that related to, why are we like that? Are we yeah. like that because, um, and I say, why are we like that? I'm not meaning to accuse anyone that's listening to say you're exactly like that. We wrote some names on the wall. <laughs> there, we have some names on the wall. <laughs> we can read them in alphabetical order. That'd be great. Um, uh, so um, anyone who finds themselves wired that way or yeah. reacting that way and yeah. a habit that way in their life, is it because there's they in their knowledge of the gospel and their desire for others to have the same knowledge of the gospel, they don't want to undermine the truth of the gospel by, by, by being a, a social gospelite, someone who's just sure. going, like, I'm doing the work of love and maybe I'm, I'm fearful of accidentally communicating that this is the gospel. Yeah. That the, my, my showing love, my doing good is the gospel yeah. as opposed to an, an outflow of the gospel itself. That that could be a hang up for some people. I I don't I think if you actually like you you look at people like Paul writing Galatians. Yep. The more you lean into clarifying the gospel, the more you also like Paul is the one who like more than anyone emphasizes like <clears throat> there is nothing you can do to earn your salvation. And he's also one of the guys that works like he says in 1 Corinthians I worked harder than any of them, yep. but it was not I, but the grace of God that's in me. So yep. I, I don't think it's actually deeply a theological problem. Um, it's probably more a problem of um, obedience in some sense. And it's probably also a problem of being formed as less than a fully human being. So like, I think our tribe tends to be too content being formed in the mind okay. and not formed in the heart and the hands so head, okay. lots of head yep. knowledge, yep. lots of depth, lots of intellectual, right? Like we, we're probably more inclined and more excited about conversation. Let's like, let's open and unpack different kind of depth. Of, and then there's a man, Paul talks about <clears throat> be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12, right? So, so yes, emphasize the head, but we, we would probably emphasize the head at the cost of the heart and the hands. Doing yeah. good is, is a primarily a hands thing, right? Like, Let's let's actually go do this and put it into practice. Let's go let's go exert ourselves with some effort. Um, heart is more the the emotional life, uh, love and care and concern for people. So I think we're probably more formed as people in the head yep. <laughs> than people in the heart or the hands naturally. So um, that so the, the two the two ways you said that maybe the first one maybe there is some actual abdication. Sure, there's like we're not doing it as much as we should, um, yep. and sometimes intentionally so. Yep. Um, secondly, the way we're, we're, we're weighted to one of those three yep. more than the other, instead of being as equally balanced as possible. Yeah. Not to say that equally balanced is like, no one's ever like yeah, perfectly in right? balance. What's that there? supposed to look like? Sure. Who knows, right. But yeah. like the idea yeah. of head, heart, hands, we're just weighted to head for sure. Yeah. To the intellectual yep. belief and understanding. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, I think that's where a message like yesterday from Scott is really helpful to say, okay, well, let's not, let's, let's recognize that. Let's own the fact that like in all the ways we need to continue growing and all of those things, there's probably a bigger gap 
around some of these kinds of things. Um, like I don't know that, you know, taking another, if you've got, if you've got additional time in your life to kind of go read another book or to do another podcast or to mm, sure. like, okay. I think yeah. th that maybe practically speaking, it's <clears> like, sure. Keep growing and learning in that stuff. Don't stop the pursuit of the, of the head knowledge and the heart growth, but all things considered, um, take that extra time and actually go jump into something. Yeah, get out there. Get out there. Okay. Yeah. Find, find the, you know, what is, what is God giving you a passion for? What is God, who has God put around you? Even what, what Scott said yesterday, I thought was really good. As we have opportunity does not mean uh, like, yeah, if at the end of the day, after I finish all the other stuff, I find a little bit of margin left in my life. There's some opportunity. Let me go do it. He's saying, actually make every effort to, to um, look for the opportunities, not mm -hmm. passively, but actively. Yeah. And again, um, as we have opportunity, you don't have opportunity to do everything. You can't do yep. everything, but there will be certain things that, that God just puts right in front of you. Um, and there will be, if you, if you start to look at even your own life through different lenses to say, where has God put me? There will be lots of, there'll be more opportunity than you will have yep. capacity to do. That's been my experience. Certainly is when I'm praying for the eyes to see yep. there is way more opportunity than there's capacity for. Um, and I think there's, I think that would be true for everyone that was, that was praying that way and asking for that. Yeah. Like the way he said it, you know, thinking about the show shark tank, mm -hmm. you know, like be like, have the mind, you know, what am I going to, mm -hmm. what am I going to like pursue? I pursue it. Yeah. Peering into, he said, sanctified sharks, man. He's like, sanctified sharks. So don't, don't do the, the actual shark tank thing. Cause they don't really do the fruit of the spirit. Right. They don't really That's like right. They don't, they don't, they don't reflect that everything that we're looking for. Yeah. yeah. But Sanctified Sharks book title, I call it. You called it. I call it. You got dibs. I don't know what's going to happen, but. You might owe Scott like a nod in the like acknowledgements page. There. I'll give him something. Give him a little yeah, I'll give him something. <laughs> this entire book was stolen from Scott Zellers. Please read on. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was great. good. No, I thought that, I thought that was good. Um, so there's some good quotes. I don't know if you want to get into some good quotes that you and I both kind of thought were, were sure were helpful. Yeah, I think references. I mean, that that would be good. I, I would say just even in light of of where we would maybe um, need need more growth as a congregation uh, to take the time in Bible study groups and actually to, to open up. Hey, let's let's try to make this practical. What would it look like for each of us mm -hmm. in the lives and, and, and opportunities <clears throat> God's given us to, to do good? Or where, where do you feel like you are exerting yourself for the good of? Everyone and the household of faith. That's the two kind of parts that, that Paul includes there in Galatians 6. Yeah. Uh, as we opportunity to do good to everyone, but especially to the household of faith, I think to maybe just take that and say, hey, you know, check in time, like honest conversation with our Bible study group. Um, where are we right now in our lives pursuing good to everyone and to the household of faith? Are there places that we feel like, yeah, I really should be more active in looking for the opportunities? Or, are, I mean, I think, honestly, there would be a number of people that could say, and I really do feel like right now I am, um, I, do, I am like jumping into that with, with what I've got, um, given, given the other responsibilities I've got in my life. And, like, man, praise yep. God. Because we're not yep. trying to, this is not a guilt moment that says you have to absolutely add something to your life right now. Um, I think for many of us that probably would be the case. <laughs> Um, I, I know too, um, you know, we're in a, we're in a moment where, um, there's just no shortage of other hobbies you could add, leisure activities you could add, um, side hustles you could add. I mean, we're just in a, we're just in a cultural moment that like, yeah. and, and people that think about efficiency of time and energy and life, which we have a number of those folks in our church are, are like, 
not necessarily going to go, oh, if I've got a little bit of more margin in my life, I'm going to use it to step in and do good. They might sure. fill it up with something else that's not a bad pursuit, sure. but it might not be what, what Paul's referring to in Galatians 6. Yeah, and there's so there's this invitation and a command, really, in Scripture. Paul's bringing light to it that the we... We who need to do good as Christians need to be doing this as part of our lives. All it's not an add-on. Sure, it's not it's the not thing. I, I can fit this in now. It's a season of me doing doing good. Yeah, this is a part of what we are, and that, and you know, in a, certainly in a, in a Protestant you know perspective, reform perspective, so much of the work we do is supposed to be good too. Yeah, like be involved in when you when you work yep. in occupation That's in right. your profession. Like there's also goodness being done in that. That's right. Um, but let also the other aspects of service, love toward non-Christians, the world, to people in the church, yeah. be part of what we do. Yep. It is just that we're, we're, we're doing this as an outflow of the gospel, not just adding it in when we can. Yep. It's not uh, an addition. It's not um, a la carte. Yep. It's like part of what we do all the time. Yep. Yeah. That's right. And I thought, you know, I thought Scott spoke to, um, he kind of used just even the few verses before that in Galatians 6 about some of the practical things that, that would involve doing good, um, you know, maybe more to the household of faith. Mm-hmm. It generally, that that's what Paul is talking about in those leading, you know, preceding verses there. Uh, like restoring sinners. How do you help restore sinners? How do you bear burdens? How do you pursue humility? Uh, how do you support the teaching of the gospel, both like encouraging people that are doing that, both in the kids side of things, mm-hmm. as well as like leaders in the church, like elders and, and, and uh, pastors, um, and then eliminating temptation, um, helping people sow to the spirit. That's what Paul's talking about there in the verses immediately preceding. Yep. So those are some great practical things, <clears throat> probably more related to the household of faith. Yep. Um, but certainly, um, there would be, you know, practical things that we would do for the good of everyone. And man, like you think about some of our local ministries of mercy partners, uh, providing food, providing shelter to the homeless, providing, uh, care and relief, uh, and even other employment opportunities to women who are being trafficked, uh, exploited. Um, you've got, um, yeah, I mean, there's refugee welcome teams. There's even some stuff that's gone out uh, on our website right now on that local ministries page. Some of our partner organizations have posted summer opportunities and ways to jump in. All of that I think would, would heartily fit under Paul's definition here of let us do good. Um, let us step into some of these things and, and do good. Yeah. So if you're really, really like, I have no idea what it looks like to do good yep. uh, or what, what the needs are right now, that would be even a great starting point um, to open up and talk through. Yeah, that's good. Let's get into the, um, the seasonality mm. piece because as, as we're talking about what maybe, no doubt, some of our people in our church are doing these things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the call for all of us to consider how we should be doing more of these things. Yeah. Um, and and really graft them into our lives. Um, there's also then the um, the caution with the encouragement, as as Scott called it yesterday, yeah. right? Um, you know, to don't not give up. Don't give up, right? Don't don't grow weary of doing good. Yep. Because in the right season, the harvest will be will be reaped. So, yeah. yeah your your reflections on that seasonality. Yeah, I. Um, I think he said it at the 8.30 sermon, but not the 10.30 sermon. That's right. Sermon. I was like, why did I send it back over to you? Because in my notes right here, I wrote down, I'm like, oh, yeah, he said something at the 8.30, and I only listened to the 10.30. So yes. That was. Okay. Uh, and it was a really, it was like a 30-second kind of little yeah. aside, but I thought really was was helpful, at least for me, it really jumped out. So Paul uses, of course, this in due season, yes. we will reap if we don't give up in Galatians 6. And 
he Scott kind of took a little tangent and said, you know, we we've essentially lost the idea of seasonality in our culture. We have heat in our homes in the winter when it's cold outside. We have air conditioning in our houses in the summer when it's hot outside. We yep. eat food all year round, regardless of what's in season or out of season. Like we've kind sure. of lost yeah. that sense right. of like that there's seasons, right? Most of us are not agrarian. Most of us aren't working on farms. And so even the idea of months and months of labor with no visible results yeah. um, is not, you know, like we're, we work in, in jobs that like we're always sewing, but expecting results like now. Too. Sure. Yep. And, and so we've really lost this overall culturally sense of, uh, mm. of seasonality. And, and so, um, so I think, I think his point there was really good. It's ta- it's not talking about, Paul is not talking about seasons, although this is true too, so much as, so we sometimes say like, Hey, it's not the right season for me. Right. And what we mean is like, I'm just really busy. Right we mean now. capacity. We mean capacity. Yeah. And that's legitimate. There are seasons to life. Um, we can, we can also kid ourselves to think that this is season and it's actually just become our lifestyle. So we gotta be careful about that. Sure. Um, that's a true statement. Pa- Paul is not talking about that kind of season. He's talking more of the agrarian metaphor. He's talking about sowing even in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's saying, so there are seasons where you are doing good. You're doing good all the time. And sometimes you're seeing results from it. And sometimes you're seeing no results from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to trust that there are seasons for sowing, doing a ton of the things that you're supposed to do and just doing it because you know that in the economy of God, nothing is wasted. You know, first Corinthians 15, that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Mm-hmm. Um, and trusting that that you w- that the harvest will come because God is doing things and working His goodness out in the world through this these efforts, yeah. um, even if it's not a moment that you're seeing that play out. Yeah. What's the? What do you think is the? Where do you think any one of us heard that the hardest yesterday? Is it? Is it relationally? You know, do, are, do uh-huh. we do we think don't don't give up doing good to people in our lives in which we have no nothing coming back to us? Yeah. Is it? Is it the work and ministries that we're giving to? And we're like, ah, oh, someday we'll just like something big will happen. And like, yeah. Where, where do you think we, we tend to feel weary in that? I, I, yeah. I think it's, I would say relationally. Yeah. You know, as many that comes to mind for me. I think that's right. I think, did he say that in that service too? Like some of you that are parents that are like, that are like, uh, you know, he talked to maybe dads and moms specifically. Yeah. He's saying like dads, you know, and moms that are just, they're trying to love your kid well and you're just not seeing. Yeah seeing what you'd want to see as, yeah. as, and that's like, I thought that was really powerful. Um, so I think you're right. I think relationally we'd feel that. Um, yeah. And I think there's some people in our church and I know several that just have very causes that are just near and dear to their heart. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I can imagine it being multifaceted there, yeah. but I, but I think you're right to call. Yeah, it I think that out. what came to mind is, you know, as, as a parent, um, you know, you and I both have kids around the same age and, yeah. Um, kids get to an age where all of a sudden they just start saying things that are like really harsh. Just like, gosh, that was a really harsh and hurtful thing for you to say to me as a parent. Yeah. And, you know, they're in, in, in one sense wrestling and just learning how to understand their own emotions. Yeah. And so much of what is turmoil inside themselves as they're growing comes out with words that they don't even necessarily mean or even know what they mean. But, Mm -hmm. um, it's harsh. Uh, and then that no doubt probably continues, right? Your kids, like kids, we, we only can I've say. Heard, I've heard it gets harder. Yeah. In that, in that sense. <laughs> That's right. Sure. So, you know, I'm sure anyone with a, with teenage children and yeah. older, you're just like, yeah, they, we all can say things to each other that are just really hard. So yeah. as a parent, 
it's like you're just longing for the season of reward and reaping to see that the long view you've tried to take with kids is going to show up someday for their good. Yeah. Um, and we trust that it does. God is faithful in that, but not always in the way that we would imagine. That's right. It's not like, oh, yeah, because come 16 or 21 or 21, you know, for some, we have families that, yeah. you know, it's oh, long yeah. years of longing for yep. their children to either know Christ or just love them. Mm-hmm. Um and so for any one of us, we can be experienced that on different levels. I can think about relationally, you know, again, every, every person that's ever lived has said like, well, in our time, which is like, well, right now in our time, there is no shortage of ways in which you can just find yourself ostracized or, or offended, sure. you know, or, or giving offense to people as our culture is wrestling with things. And so for a Christian to tell the truth about sin, yeah, for a Christian to... To live faithfully with holiness, which I know Scott talked about yesterday a little bit. Yeah. Um, to do those things well means we're going to run the risk and actually, no doubt, secure offending other people. Right. And so we also cry out to God, like, yeah, we're, we're ready. Like, we're longing for the season. Yeah. Where this these things we're doing now, even the good things that we're doing now, yeah. prove to be rewarded or yeah. worth it, blessed, you yeah. know, Um so that, yeah, that comes That's to mind good. for me. That's really good, man. Yeah, and I think it'd be a great moment in Bible study groups this week too, if you are feeling that weariness, to be able to to share that. Maybe why you're feeling that weariness of of doing good. I mean, relationally, it could be a huge one that 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 comes up with a number of people um, in our church, and it could be could be other things too. I mean, I know I've had seasons of weariness related to Liberty Church. Like, yeah, man, I'd love to see more happen on this front. And I haven't been there recently. I, I think there's been a lot of exciting things that between some of our, you know, um, our, our church planter cohort that we were hosting for Acts 29, this yep. partnership that we just announced that we're going to be getting to help plant a church in Midtown that's an Acts 29 church and, you know, bringing a resident. It feels like we're in a season right now, Steve, where like maybe this is a little bit of a harvest that, that has been the results of some seasons where it was like, I think we're doing good. I think we're, I think we're doing a lot of the right things, but we're not necessarily seeing a ton of like automatic yeah. results like coming from that. It's just like there. So I, I think there's, there's moments that I reflect on and go, I mean, I'm, there's certainly times uh, over the 10 years of Liberty church that I've been weary yeah. and just like, man, um, I'm trusting right now that it's worth it to keep doing this. I'm trusting right now that God is using this, even if I don't see a ton coming from it. Um, one area that I'd still love to see more of is just actually people who, come to faith from a, from a completely non-Christian background. Sure. Yeah. More of those stories, you know, and, uh, and even man, there's a, you know, that brings in the sowing and agrarian metaphor to another level, like the whole idea of soils and Mm -hmm. sowing. Um, so there's still aspects like that, that, you know, I would long for. Um, but anyway, that, yeah, I think, I think to open up with you, with our, with our groups, you know, where, where do we see ourselves right now? Pursuing good to everyone, to the household of faith. Where are you weary? And maybe even why, you know, why are you weary? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe some of the weariness is that you're, you're, you're still trying to earn something through your efforts. That could be some folks in our church. They're just working really hard and they're weary because it's not assuaging their guilt. They're not working off the debt the way that they think they right. might be able to. Which in God's economy, we can't. Um, others of us, I think, are weary just because it's a season of we don't see, we just don't see results. And we're just, we're, we're fighting every day for faith to, to do what is right. And trust that God's going to take care of the fruitfulness and the results in time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a good prompt for our Bible studies. And 
this is you're probably going into the last week or two yeah. of your Bible study formally meetings. There's yep. some studies that some groups that will continue yeah. through the summer, get on their own rhythms, do some different things. But the the formal kind of aligning with the goodness of God series and the reading of Gentle and Lowly that's coming to an end yep. this Couple week weeks. or next. Yep. Maybe the week after each spouse stays maybe just in a little bit of a different rhythm, yeah. but somewhere around the end of this month now. So, yeah, yeah hopefully it's been a, a fruitful time, you know, in the last couple of weeks and months to build some foundation to share that que- the answer to that question with each other. Hey, where are you feeling weary? Like, let's not let our Bible studies be places where when you show up, every time you gather, you you feel like you can share less about where your life right. is hard or where right. you're weary. It's actually, we should be, the more you gather, the more that we build trust and relationship with each other, we should be more yeah. vulnerable with each other, which it's is good. not easy itself. So if your sure. answer is I'm weary and learning how to be vulnerable with people, because I'm just like holding it all inside, at least share that sure. answer that's, unless someone asks yeah. a question about it. That's so, great. Yeah. That's, yeah. Your, that's your cop out answer, <laughs> but just be ready for someone to like, pro, you know, kind of prod into that a little bit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and as and again, Bible studies. You wrap up with gentle lowly. Any questions on that? Send them our way. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's been a good kind of good resource to read through with each other, prompt questions and understandings. Really understand more and study more of the, the heart of Christ and the heart of God. Yeah, for people, we have one more week in the goodness of God series. We do God's goodness to sufferers. To sufferers, and you're preaching on that yep. next week, and it's. Yeah, if it's it, it, I think it'll hopefully be honest and hopeful at the same time. Like I think it's um, it's it's maybe the one that most gets associated with the struggle to trust the goodness of God. Sure. When, when we suffer, right? Um, and we we definitely have touched on that throughout. It's not been like we've saved it all for this last sermon, um, but that is um, we do want to wrap up on that one, um, kind of with the the hopefulness of of, of what is God's goodness to sufferers look yeah. like. So that's, that's where we'll be Sunday, and um, yeah, it'll be uh, be exciting to to bring that series to uh, to a close, and then see, uh, right after kick off uh, a series in the Rhythms of Grace. There you go, in July Rhythms of Grace this yeah. summer. Looking yeah. forward to it, definitely. Well, thanks everyone for joining, listening to our podcast episode number. We have no idea. <laughs> uh, we'll try to get that in the future. Not ten thousand. Not ten thousand. Gosh, no. Um, who will take us there? Only God knows. So. Thanks for listening today. Enjoy the rest of the day and the week. We will see you soon. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Sermon B-Side podcast. For more resources and information about our church, visit www.LibertyHarrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.